The first F-35 fighter jet has come to Madison's Truax Field. It is now part of the 115th fighter wing out there. Wanted to get some perspective and find out more about the aircraft. Jim Gingrass is a retired Air Force lieutenant colonel, military diplomat. He was a commanding squadron officer in Turkey and an instructor at the U4S Air Force Academy. He is with us this afternoon. Jim, thank you so much for making some time for us. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Hey, so I, I heard from a, a guy in the military out in Madison. He said this is like going from a flip phone, the F-16, to a high-resolution smartphone, the F-35. Tell us about the F-35. How special is this aircraft? Sure, that, and that's a really fair analogy. It is truly a game-changer. It is a new level of technology. We have uh, the ability with this, this new aircraft to do things that we could only dream of before. I mean, it has a, a fifth-generation fighter, which, which means it does a whole lot of things. It can uh, fly and sense and deliver weapons and engage enemy beyond the horizon. It is uh, kind of like, you can think of it like a flying supercomputer. It can do so much, uh, and it's a game-changer for uh, air power for the States, but also in things that I don't think we realize enough that this uh, platform is an American platform, but it is built by eight partners and shared across 17 different countries to allow us with our allies, our partners and allies, to be able to go create these ginormous coalitions of aircraft to defend and deter potential aggression uh, just by the mere presence that we can interoperate across these allies, unlike anyone else, any other country in the world could ever hope to. Can you kind of describe what, what it can do? I know it can fly as high as Mach 1.6. What does that mean to the average person? Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it can fly supersonic, so anything over Mach 1.0 flies supersonic. Uh, it's not really the same kind of uh, super cruise capability. So we have another fighter, the F-22, that can fly uh, for longer periods at that high speed. Uh, it's able to get around the battlefield, but its real benefit is the ability to, to synthesize information, to be able to collect information, to be able to uh, coordinate across different platforms. And so uh, really that's what I think is like a flying hub in the sky that can then command and control the ability to see and hear and know what's going on uh, all around them, truly in three dimensions. I mean, the helmet on this machine is just amazing. So, uh, granted, I'm not a, a pilot uh, for the Air Force. Uh, I wasn't a pilot for the Air Force, so I was able to fly the simulator and, and try on the helmet. Um, but it's, uh, from my perspective, uh, I can tell you that when you put on that helmet and you can ground and you look down through your feet, you can see physically underneath the plane because we have cameras all over it. So you can look behind you. Down places you wouldn't be able to see in a normal aircraft, you can see everywhere on the F-35. Or even listen on the radio. When you he hear someone talking on the radio somewhere else, you can physically hear where they're coming from. How advanced and lethal are the weapon systems? Uh -huh. Great question. Incredibly. And that's the thing is this is a combination of an employment platform, the F-35, but it also launches these fifth-generation high-tech weapons. I mean, all of the things that we, we see uh, of the ability to strike anywhere, anytime, uh, that comes from these uh, incredible precision technologies that are the, both the weapon and the employment platform like the F-35. So we can take all those uh, missiles or, or weapons that it's carrying uh, inside. It, it takes it in a, in a low observable or stealth mode, and it allows us to get behind uh, the enemy sensors to be able to, to hit targets, touch targets that won't be able to otherwise. Or it can go back and, and put weapons on the outside and launch from a farther range, and it, it works in coordination with other planes in a way that no other plane has. And so that really is a game changer for both the, the airplane itself but also the weapons.
Jim, you know, I, I hear this and I read about this and I think about the men and women that fight these planes. This sounds so complicated and so complex. They must be incredibly bright to be able to do this. It's just almost overwhelming to even think about. Well, I'm, I'm a little biased, perhaps, but I would say um, the, the folks who operate these are the whole team. The pilot is the one on the uh, end of the sphere, if you will. It is the person who is, is operating it, but it is a whole suite of people that are doing logistics, supply, maintenance, uh, all of the things that go forward to, to make these missions happen, it's a giant team. And I can tell you the, the U.S. military, the U.S. Air Force in particular, but the U.S. military writ large, uh, we are second to none in the world, and the team is better than it ever has been before. Um, the, from the youngest uh, airman to the most senior general, the whole team is truly spectacular. And I was honored to, to wear the uniform and, and serve uh, alongside them, and I know they're going to continue to go out and do great things. And the team here at, at Truex uh, with the, the F-35 is coming here. It's a, it's a game changer for, for Wisconsin uh, and for the Air National Guard here in Wisconsin. So that, that's a good point. Having it here in Wisconsin, how does it change uh, our level of protection and why is it important? You know, sometimes I think we get complacent about how safe we are in our state. Great question, Amy. Yeah, so it is, you know, not perhaps intuitive, but having the F-35 here in the center part of the country allows us not so much to defend against Canada because that's not going to happen. We are great allies with Canada, but we have, as we saw with uh, balloon incursions across the northern part of the United States, uh, the aircraft flying out of here are able to engage very quickly anything coming from the north. So the ability for us to to defend against an attack coming over the North Pole would absolutely be important here, but not so much even in Wisconsin. It's also a deployable Wisconsin Air National Guard is a Wisconsin asset, but then can be called And that means, of course, the U.S. military, which is all around the world. And, and I know the team here has deployed a number of times and plans to deploy further. So it's really about the force projection platform that we can move these aircraft anywhere in the world, wherever we need it. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, currently is in the Department of Political Science at the University of Wisconsin, Jim Gingrass. Great information. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you, John and Amy. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you.